Taking one for the team here, protecting you. Oh my gosh! Look at the pain! Eddie with the triple. Oh, and here comes the Birdman! Flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. So, you decided to take a sabbatical from marijuana for a little bit? I did. Um, I just wasn't getting high like I used to. You know, Were you smoking that much? I mean, I was been habitually smoking for ten years. Do you think that you smoked more during the quarantine or or during the pandemic or no? One thousand percent. Yeah. Um, but uh, I figured if I just stop smoking and then like after like thirty days or so, I do a massive dab, I would just get crazy ripped. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> no, like, like my allergies were coming back. Out. Oh, and okay. I was getting, like, congested and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I was working out, and I was just like, you know what, I could just take a little break. So, yeah, tolerance is one thing. Like, it'll help my tolerance later. Yeah. Save money, not buying so much weed. Mm-hmm. And also, like, yeah, you know, in moderation, you know? Just needed a cleanse. Yeah, you know. So, I, you know, before, like, we go on trips, I've always tried to, like, drink more to like build up my tolerance mm. and i feel like i'm at the point age wise and you know i'm about to turn 30 that like that just isn't a thing anymore like i'm just always gonna be like from now on just not what i used to be like yeah I, every time i go out which is like i'll drink like maybe once a weekend like on saturdays i'm always blasted now if it's like a day long event like i 100%. always end the night getting blasted and just because like i'm trying to drink how i used to but it just like I just don't, I, I don't know, maybe I just don't do it as often, maybe that's the reason why. I try to, like, exercise more and, like, not drink a ton of liquids, except for, like, water, so that, like, I can, like, take it all in my stomach, you know? Oh, like, you should be, oh, okay, except for water, okay, well, I was gonna say, you know, you should be drinking a lot of water. No, I definitely hydrate, it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, welcome to NBA Breakfast, that was um, the update. It's been a while since we've done a podcast, so. It's been a while. Xavier's big thing lately is he's, um taking a break from weed for a month so is that, that my big thing update. your one big thing i don't know what's your one what would you say is your one big thing um you know what's taking over my life I, i'm on another pod we talk about well sex you're a lot. producing another pod this is true i produce another pod uh we talk about sex and relationships Why don't you give that one a shout out <clears throat> yeah i'm gonna shout out my pod it's called uh the sexy talk podcast with Bree and jess the two lovely ladies who love talking about sex and relationships and things of that nature. If you like it, you know, it's um, anywhere you can get spy, uh, pod, podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts, like Spotify or Apple Music. Or <laughs> anywhere, you, anywhere you get Spotify, which is on your phone. <laughs> or, or your laptop, computer. Yeah. Or iPad. Your laptop. Uh, Apple um, Watch. So how many episodes have you guys done? Three. But nice. we've only released one so far. The other one releases this week. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, really uh, interesting, super insightful, uh, extremely informative, and super hot, you know? Get your rocks oh, yeah. off. Get your, get, your, get your rocks off. All right, let's talk basketball because that's why people are tuning into this. And it's so, way more important than that stuff. Um, the, we, d- we made sure that we wanted to do an episode, even though it's been a while, which, you know, it's, it's just kind of scheduled shit with me and Xavier. It hasn't worked out, so we apologize for to Xavier's grandma, our only regular <laughs> listener. Um. Um, 
but we're back for the play-in tournament for the playoffs so we're going to try and bring episodes your way um at least every round of the playoffs hopefully more often than that so let's start with our first uh we're going to do like a little season wrap-up and then we're going to talk the play-in tournament and then xavier wants to talk about the WNBA. i don't know why but he yeah. wants to do it so we're going to do that you don't um, know why so I, I don't know why um all right let's start with um the um first segment that we always start with our morning coffee our biggest story of the week brought to you by purell what was once dirty can now be cleaned You like that one? You said that right when I was in the middle of a sip. I almost spit water <laughs> out of my fucking laptop. All right. That would have been good. So the, the biggest story of the week is Stephen Curry wins his third scoring title. Or is it his second? It I think it's his second, yes. Second, second scoring title since his unanimous season. Um, he only needed to score four points in, la- in, yes, in Sunday's game in order to get it. Over Bradley Beal. Past Bradley Beal. I think we all saw this coming, especially with like his the last two months. He's st- like done nothing but put up forty pieces every night because mm-hmm. he kind of has to because the that team just kind of requires it, especially with the injuries of Damian Lee and Eric Pascal, like these really key bench guys were mm-hmm. that you know that you were relying on to get like ten to twelve points a game off the bench. So he's got to make up for that scoring because like the guys that they're relying on the bench now. Obviously, Jordan Poole's been a big part. Of he's like he's averaging a lot, but like Poole party. The, the other guys, you know, Juan Toscano Anderson, he's not a big scorer. He's more of a defensive threat. Kent Basemore, he's not a big scorer either. He's more of like just, you know, he gets a bucket every once in a while in relief. But, you know, they're just, they have to find points other places. And, and so I just, I mean, I think we saw this coming. Yeah, you know, like, Steph is a guy who doesn't mind putting the team on his back. And he's shown us that he definitely can. And what makes me laugh is that a lot of people, when Clay went out, we're saying, like, oh, Steph is going to get exposed. You know, we're going to see what he's really like, you know, without yeah. a couple all-stars on his team. And he really just came out here and was like, do you know who I am? I'm Steph motherfucking Curry, all right? Nothing's changed. He's back better than ever. It's insane. It's insane. At, and, you know, at one I, point, I was the fucking best player on, in, on the planet. And I'm going to show you again the reason why people thought that. Yeah, go give me my respect. I'll shoot yeah. one 40 feet out. Watch me. And I love but that. Do you so you know MVP talk have pretty much come down to um, three guys. Actually, you know, what? let's save that. Let's save that because we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of MVP talk revolving around it. But you know, and we've had this this conversation in the past with NBA seasons. Like Melo won the scoring title in like I think 2012. Um, KD won in like 2013, and people were like, you know. Does that mean he's a shoe in mm-hmm. for the MVP? No, just because you win the scoring title doesn't necessarily mean that you're the MVP. But because you got to do a lot of different things, and we're gonna get into that reason. True, but second. he definitely had to play like uh, kind of above and beyond, a little out of his mind. Um, one because the West is yeah. so stacked, you know. So the fact that the Warriors are even the eighth seed is somewhat impressive because it's yeah. been a very, very cutthroat season yeah. in the Western Conference for sure. For sure, it's it's it showed <laughs> as Sunday, you know, all fifteen games, every team was playing. You know, it came down to the wire for many, many teams. Yeah, but I mean, and again, we're gonna we'll get into it in a little bit because that's a topic. But there's a reason why the guy who's like kind of the front runner right now is the front runner because he's doing insane things. All right, so let's move on. To the next story: Russell Westbrook, my boy Russ, breaks oh. the triple double record. Triple double alert. Uh, <laughs> 
We do you? I, I wonder how many triple double alerts we would have to do since the last podcast. Too many to count. I think I counted like thirty-eight <laughs> triple doubles. Did you actually like kind of look it up and see? I did it like last week, so there could have been since like Friday. There probably because Jokic probably has a bunch of them too, and I, and think, a, Draymond, I think Draymond has a lot yeah, too. He had yeah. one too. Yeah, uh, it's it's outrageous. But Russell has cemented himself in history as the triple double master. You know? Yeah. He messed I around. Think- he got the most triple doubles. <laughs> He didn't mess around though. That's if you get these many triple doubles, you don't mess around. He he he. I don't know. I don't have a. Good I don't know. He's been messing around, bro. He's been messing around. <laughs> right. He's been messing around. He's been messing around. Um, it, it it's pretty wild. Like people definitely did sleep on him for the past couple of years. I think. I, mm-hmm. I I mean maybe it's because he's just been one round knockout. You know, with OKC, and then he goes over to Houston. He's hin- he's hurt for the latter half of the season. So he just kind of like disappeared off people's radar, but like, look, the guy can't shoot to save his life. That's a that's a fact. Like, just watch. Mm-hmm. But he still just like he affects the game and everybody else around him every single possession, so like nobody's business. And like the way that he just like the the crashes the glass every single play, like how he has all this energy to do it is just it's mind blowing. And he's so much fun to watch in mm-hmm. that sense. And. You know, we kind of had a feeling that he would have success, go, you know, playing next to a shooter who's not a ball hog. You know, like Ross Harden was a ball hog, and he's had it the past month and a half. Like, had this team been playing this way all season? Who knows? Like, I think me and you both projected him to like kind of like sit in the middle of the Eastern Conference. Like, that might have been a reality, especially with how shitty the bottom half of the East is. Definitely, definitely. And, like, I mean, I was kind of hyped on the Wizards. I really like Bradley Beal and mm-hmm. Rui Hachimura. So those guys kind of, like, are a nice supporting cast to him that he didn't necessarily have in OKC. But also I think he just got a chip on his shoulder. Everybody was counting him out as that he's losing his athletic edge, that he's aging, that he I he feel can't like that shoot. was more the injury, the, the, him, like, not looking, like, quite mm-hmm. the same athletically. Because he, he did have a nagging injury. I'm telling you right now this is – maybe an inside source reveal that I'm not supposed to be revealing, but he did have an injury. I think everybody knew about this, though. He had an injury. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a thing. Oh, he's still one of the fastest guys in the league. He mm-hmm. moves up and down the court like lightning. I think only maybe Damian Lillard might be faster than him right now. It's outrageous what he can do when he has the bounce ball in his hand. And the explosiveness the and everything. Yeah, he he hasn't. He might have lost a step, maybe a half a step, if that, but yet he's still blowing people out. He still had a step on everybody though. That's why he's still able to just fucking do that, like and just and just dominate mm-hmm. people. So I'm trying to look up. Oh wow, he had a triple double the last game they played. Um, That's my man right there. He didn't even need to have that one too. That was a wild thing about it. Um, I will say that that one major acquisition that they got at the deadline, um, Daniel Gafford, has been a huge reason for their success as well because he's mm-hmm. doing it on both sides of the court. And as you know, as as I think as good as Bertans is, he's kind of had like a down year and they really needed someone to come in there as like that backup center and really just really be a spark off the bench. Robin Lopez has not been that guy, um, especially on the defensive end, but he just like that dude Gafford was a great pickup for them. And he's just been like, he just fucking hustling up and down the court. Like he, and he's 22 years old. It makes sense, but he's just kind of like young and, and naive, but it's been great. And he's been playing so well with those guys with Beal and Hachimura and shit. I think Beal really like uh, puts out that energy. Yeah. And Russ likes to match that, you know? Yeah. If, if if Bradley Beal goes and drops 40, 
50 points a game, you know Russ is going to come back, and he's going to answer it with a crazy game himself. If a triple-double at the very least, you know. And, and also Russell just, like, exploding up the court and, like, really attacking the attacking the paint. That just opens up the three-point line and opens up the those shots for Beal, mm-hmm. you know. It kind of draws defenders off it because you have to, like, it, you know, it's in classic basketball. You have to kind of pick your poison. Do we want to keep giving up twos but from him, or do we want to, you know, it's just – it's inter- it's very interesting and and it's definitely it's it's that but and also just Russell's vision and his ability to find people like mm-hmm. the assists cannot be overlooked enough like the rebounds or whatever he just crashes the glass like crazy cuz he just has energy but the assists man dude like he had 17 assists his second to last game like that's fucking wild dude that's fucking mm-hmm. wild he just finds these guys so easily yeah it's um he definitely blows zones out the water, mm-hmm. um, man coverage is, can really stop him sometimes if he has done like he doesn't have like a good outlet to get to. Um, if they cover up, you know, like Hachimura or some or Gafford, yeah, and these guys yeah. on the perimeter. But um, you know, he's just so explosive. Like you said, he's hard to he's hard to stop. And once he starts getting going, you know, it's 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 more about like damage control. All right, how much are we gonna let him score this game because? You know, there's some teams like when they play Charlotte, or when they play uh, Boston, for for example, they 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 have no answer for him. You know, yeah. Boston's really not going to have an answer for. Well, we'll save that because they're really not going to have an answer for him in this next round, especially without Jalen Brown. Like they're going to be in fucking trouble, dude. Um, all right, let's move on. Next thing, Toronto, Toronto Raptors, kind of a big mm. shock. They missed the playoffs. Um, so the big reason why I wanted to add this to the rundown. Let me ask you this, Xavier. If you're Toronto, do you run it back next year or is it time to rebuild? So Kyle Lowry, his contract is up. It was an expiring contract. So he's a free agent. He's also 35 years old. Um, you just signed Fred Van Vliet to that massive, that max deal. So you got him for four more seasons, I think. I think it was mm-hmm. a five-year deal. Um, I'd have to look up. I'll look up Siakam's after I ask this. But, like, even if you decide to maybe run it back, who do you build around for the future? Like, who's your star? Because Siakam was not it this year. Like, he took a massive step back, and I think it proved that he's not a number one guy. He's a number two guy. And I, uh, Lowry is just t- getting too old. He's not. He doesn't have it quite as much anymore. I think if you're Toronto, you you got to rebuild, and it's time to go shopping. Because what worked for them last time? They went out. They who are got, you shopping? Who are you shopping? Who, they got a big superstar who could come and who's looking for a championship. Who's really to put it all out there, you know? And they surrounded Kawhi with a huge supporting cast, you know, like guys like Siakam. You know, who you're not necessarily going to rely on specifically, but are going to still go out there and play good minutes for you. Yeah. Uh, Fred Van Fleet definitely is one of those guys to support. So Siakam is also on a, a max deal. He signed it mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So but those guys aren't going to take you to a well. chip. They need they need that one more dude. Now yeah. the question is, like you said, who are they gonna go shopping for? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you gotta look uh, look around and see you know what superstars looking for a way out, what superstars um, are unhappy, what superstars are at the end of their career that you know are trying to put something together because Toronto has proved they could really put together a championship caliber team. Dude, they got some big but it's deals. Not with these guys right now. They got some big deals on the book. OG Ananobi, I, I forgot about his his contract. They they have to they're paying him starting next year sixteen around sixteen to eighteen million a year for until twenty 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 five. 
Um, they still got Rodney Hood on the books. They lose Gary Trent. He's a rental, so he's mm-hmm. out. Definitely rental. And honestly, if you're Gary Trent, I would probably go back to Portland. Um, or wherever. You, I don't know. It depends where you go. But, yeah, man. I mean, so they're at $101 million on the books right now next year. The cap is still 130 Yeah, the question is, who could they get? Who's a superstar they can get? I don't know if they can sign trade? someone, though. Do you want to try and sign someone, or do you want to just trade trade for someone? Maybe you trade Siakam and try and get someone, someone for real. But for who? And you know what? Like, I hate to say this, but is it Clay Thompson? You know? He's injury-prone, back-to-back years, but former All-Star, great shooter. You know, is he a guy who wants to take over a team and lead them to a championship? Does Toronto think that? Maybe. He could be a good fit. I don't know, man. I don't know if I but see But at the same that, time, but... like, is Clay going to leave the Warriors? I hope not, and I don't really think so. Yeah. But there's no really other – there's not really any other superstars, especially after this last last two summers, off-seasons. You know, everybody's been moving around, and a lot of people are getting locked down right now, you know? What so about De'Aaron really... Fox? That is not a bad idea. He just signed that big contract with Sacramento, that Supermax. It's like six years, 200 million dollars. They haven't done anything this past year. Um, do you want to be Buddy stuck Hill with that on the books? Or do you want to kind of... Are getting wasted in Sacramento. in Sacramento. Sacramento, what, hasn't been in the playoffs in 15 years? And here, hold on, hear me out, hear me out. Think about it. You ship... De'Aaron Fox to to Toronto. You get Siakam back in return. Halliburton's a true point guard. You move him to the point guard spot. You um you get a true power forward now in a in a, a Siakam. Um, mm-hmm. you might have to send like Marvin Bagley there as well. But Marvin Bagley he he hasn't been working out. So so I, I mean Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Pascal Siakam. That's an interesting team now. Yeah, but that's also, it looks a little bit better for Sacramento. Is De'Aaron Fox your superstar? You know, maybe. Um, They're trying to make him the superstar right now, but it's not working. I think he's an instant championship guy, but maybe in like two, three years. Because he's still pretty young, right? I want to say he's like 24 years old, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, he's super young. No, he's way younger than that. Really? He's like 22. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he's been in the only He's only been in the league like three years? Damn. Um... But if he goes to Toronto, he doesn't have to be like the alpha, the leader there, because you've got championship caliber guys and Fred Van Vliet mm-hmm. um, and OG Ananobi who have been there, um, who have done it, and who can kind of like lead the team. Um, and you just kind of are, are you know, you're you're the number two guy to Fred Van Vliet. You're going to be his point guard. You're going to set him up, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a different atmosphere. You know what I mean? And you're in the Eastern Conference. Like, I also feel like Toronto doesn't have that formula of how to make a championship team with some like with a, just a good cast. Like you need a superstar in Toronto to really take it over the edge, and that's what Kawhi was. You know, he willed that team into you know into the finals and eventually winning the championship. How do we know Van Vliet can't be a superstar? It's true. We don't he's know sh- that he he's can. shown signs of it when he scored fifty points in the beginning of the season. It's true. We don't know that he can't be. Yeah, um, but I mean, there's other guys to shot. What about Christian Wood? Think he's happy in Houston? I don't think that superstar. Houston wants to dump him though. I would, I would think that Houston wants to keep rebuilding around him. Ugh. You know, he's also injury prone too, dude. I don't even you know? want to talk about Houston. Honestly, it's such a mess over there. Yeah, they only won I mean, 17 I'm, games. I'm just, this I'm season. trying to think of bad teams who would or or lower 
echelon teams who would want to move up the ladder. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, is Portland going to hit the reset button? Let's say Portland loses the first round of the playoffs this year. Like, is that time to hit the reset button? You're probably not going to sell Dame, but you might want to. You might want to re uh, reset and and get rid of McCollum. Like, maybe those two guys aren't working together. Maybe get mm-hmm. rid of Nurkic. I mean, like, I. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 very interesting. I don't see I don't see the Get Warriors getting right. rid of getting rid of Clay Thompson. I just don't see that happening. Uh, what if what if you get another bad playoff run by the Clippers? You know, isn't Kawhi? He's only on a two year well, deal there. Yeah, Kawhi Kawhi's a free agent technically. Well, he has a player option. Yeah, um, exactly. Who who says that he doesn't want to go back? And then maybe if you're the Clippers, you want to reset and you want to get some of that draft capital that you shipped to Oklahoma City back. And so you're like, okay, we'll trade Paul George, give us mm-hmm. all your picks for the next two or three years. I don't necessarily think that they're going to have another first-round exit, but you also never know. You know, they're, they're not the most dominant team in the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, what are they? The uh, That's interesting to think about. They are the fourth seed? They're the fourth seed, so they play – they played Dallas so in Dallas. the first round, and Dallas mm-hmm. k- is very capable of beating them. That that is a very good looking Dallas yeah, team. That the is past not few a weeks. simple. That is not a simple series for them. No way, no how. And Dallas does. Dallas does exactly kind of what we're we're talking about. They have that superstar, and all their role players around them, around Luca, are just except mm-hmm. for obviously Chris Dapps, are just like perfect fits. Like Brunson, that dude is. I fucking love watching Brunson play. Tim Hardaway Jr., fucking Maxi Kleba, all those guys. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's a yeah. Say say they Clippers say they could get, be a first round out, bro. Yeah, per chance, I doubt it. I really do. I think they're good enough to beat Dallas, but say you know they have a couple bad nights and they're you know first round exit. Who's to say that Toronto's not going to offer Kawhi something nice? You know, hey, let's come back. Let's, let's get let's get the, the band back together. It's not outrageous he, in my opinion. I mean, he did almost go back there. Wasn't that the whole thing? Like, if he didn't, if if the Clippers didn't get a second superstar to play with him, he was going to go back to to Toronto. Really? Oh, I yeah. thought that was kind of that what, was the what, rumor. I thought that's kind of what made him go to the Clippers. He was like, oh, "I'll do this, but this is going to happen." Well, he the like arrangement that he was like cr- trying to talk with with the Clippers, like, "I'm not going to go there by myself. Like, you need to get me another star, otherwise we're not going to be." A championship caliber team because if not then i'm just going to go back to toronto and we'll run it back because he had lowry and he had siakam and those guys there already mm. but you you did say cap wise he might not have the money not might, might not be there but he could just do another one deal one year deal the money is there if they don't if they don't they're at 101 so the money is there if he takes like a 35 million dollar and they go into the luxury tax um and then I mean, there's a, there, and then there's some of these guys that they don't, they just don't pick up their team option. Aaron Baines is on a team option for seven million dollars. That frees up seven mil. They could make it work. They have the cap room. That's not um, crazy, actually. That's t- not crazy at all. But then they wouldn't be able to bring Lowry back. That's the thing. Um, and honestly, don't hate that. Yeah. You got I Fred. You I got don't Siakam. either. Yeah, there's, I don't there's, either. there's other guards out there. You, you can, can you just start younger. OG, and you or you 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 mm-hmm. you you you. you Give Gary Trent a lucrative contract, or you bring him back. And and they uh, they probably have what a, a top three pick in the draft next year, right? Gary they, Trent's only twenty two years old. They're trash tomorrow. right now. E, let me see. Yeah, distract while I look up um, a mock draft. Yeah, I mean, Toronto's distract, definitely in a distract. rebuild phase, and but they they need a superstar. They need someone to take them to that next level. 
Yeah, they're projected um, to be around the seventh pick, which in this year's them. draft is a good pick. Like this year, one this year's a really heavy, like good draft. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, um, I don't think Toronto is that type of organization that's like, hey, we made the fans happy with the championship two years ago. You know, we're just gonna ride that out. Yeah, you know, they're gonna they want they want blood again, as they should. You know, they're a fine organization. You know who has proved that they can really, you know, hang with these other teams in the league. Yeah. I don't I really know. like that. I really like that. That conversation got a lot more in-depth and fun than I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just didn't know how many angles. Because, like, I'm, I was trying to think last night after we talked, like, what, what, like, what moves mm-hmm. they can make, and I just didn't see much. Like, you would have to – I would figured you would have to trade Siakam to try and trade for a superstar because – I don't know. I mean, I I feel like there would be a lot of players who'd want to go play for But does Siakam have value now after he had kind of a mediocre season? He has some value because, I mean, he's a two-time All-Star. So, like, it's not like he was a one-All-Star and bust. Like, he's a two-time All-Star. He's a solid player. Um, I think that teams can feel that they they can find a way to get the best out of him. He took Um, a lot of the workload this year. Yeah. As being the primary scorer. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he was necessarily built like that built for yeah. that or maybe you know it's too much too soon yeah i like the guy i do i, I he thinks he's a great player but toronto's definitely uh they, they're not figuring it out right now they need no. to definitely switch it up for sure i mean i i, I don't see masai najiri not making moves this offseason like that's definitely just what agree. he does he's like you know yeah he's like a billy bean type of guy all right so we'll talk about we'll do mvp talk then we'll take a break um so we kind of like hinted at it before. So you know, Steph is obviously one of the front runners for the MVP conversation. It's pretty much a two man race. You could argue that Russ is kind of Russell Westbrook is kind of in that race a little bit. Damian Lillard. But I would argue against it. Yeah, it's pretty much a two man race. It's it's Nikola Nikola Jokic and uh, Steph Curry. I think mo- <clears throat> excuse me, most people are are on the the Jokic uh, bandwagon. For me, it's. It's, I think it's it's done. Kind of split. I think it's kind of split. You think so? I mean, I know Stephen A. made his argument today, and, and a few you, other and guys. You hear what LeBron said? He said uh, that he thinks Steph is the MVP, which I think is kind of a a funny narrative that's starting. You know, he hurt his ankle. They're gonna play them in this play-in. You know, oh Steph's the MVP, and if they lose, you know, that's a great cover-up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I might be looking too much into that. You but, might be um, looking too much into it, but yeah. Yeah, but no one. Steph Curry, yeah, easily playing out of his mind. Uh, the Warriors wouldn't be a fraction of the team they are uh, without him. Um, so, you know, as far as most valuable player, for sure, you know, he has it. But Jokic hasn't missed a game this season. Um, He's played every single game. Yes. Every I'm single biased. one. I love talented centers. I love centers that go crazy. And he's one of those guys who can body you in the paint, gets hacked all the time, and can still finish. And could just pull up and shoot on you if he feels like it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's kind of nasty like that. Racks up assists left and, and right. And he plays the point forward. He brings the ball up, like yeah. especially when especially when Murray went out. Like he's like he's like the point guard. He's the one who brings the ball up and like kind of like runs the offense and like just it's it's insane, man. That's like kind of basketball, I really like. But here, Xavier, here right now, here's my argument, and then this is gonna end it right here. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets lost Jamal Murray. What? 15 games ago, 20 yep. games ago. They're the 3 seed in the Western Conference, 47 and 25. The Warriors are the 8 seed at 39 and 33. That's it. Almost, that ends it right there. Jokic wins it right there sometimes. because he is the be- he who 
Without Jamal Murray. Oh, I thought you said without Jokic. I'm like, you're no, just no, no, wrong no, no, no. because we didn't not. see that in the season. No, 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 no. Um, uh, they, in a crowded Western Conference, without Jamal Murray, Jokic has led them to the number three seed. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. That that win. I mean, Michael Porter took another step up once he was gone and really like picked up that load, so I will give him some credit. Um, but... It, I mean, and they've had a shit ton of injuries, and they've still just kept fucking chucking along, dude. Because that big man, it's, it's him, man. Like that, he he wins it for me. It's not even, it's not even close. Like for for I would say seventy five percent, sixty percent of the season, I thought it was pretty close between him and Dame. But then once, because of what Damian Lillard was doing without Nurkic, without Zach Collins, without mm-hmm. McCollum, and they're like you know dancing kind of like at the top of the the standings. During that time, but when they started to fall, once those guys came back, it, you pretty much lost it for me there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, it's it's Jokic. Like it's I'm a I mean, dude, I'm wearing. I mean, I got a Steph signed jersey to my left. I'm wearing a fucking Warriors shirt because I'm That's excited true. about the game on Wednesday. But like, and I'm a Warriors fan. But nah, I wouldn't be upset either way. If it went to Steph, I'd love it. If it went to Jokic, I'd love it too. You know, there's, yeah. I think there's no losers here. Um, I think Jokic deserves it. Because one, it would like really highlight how how much of a great season he had. Yeah, you know, and it can really show that centers are nothing to be fucked around with in this but league, man. I, go I, centers, go big man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean that's not. I mean Embiid, I guess, could be in the conversation, but he's missed too many games. Which yeah. I think it was Embiid's before he got hurt. He, he was, was definitely it. in the running. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't know if I put him over Jokic. I really don't know if I would. Do even that. when he, if he was healthy and he was still like just running train the entire season, there. But they are the number one team in the East too. You have to give this some consideration super, to this that. This is definitely true. This is definitely true. Like better than the Nets and the Bucks. True? Anyway, um, Eastern Conference though. The Eastern Conference. You could team. you could also make that argument with Steph though because what Jokic is doing without Murray, Steph's been doing without Clay all season. Very true. But it's a little bit different. So, like, the number three option for Warriors, who became number two, Wiggins. Wiggins having a great year. Draymond's having a great year. Fantastic I don't know. Year. I don't know. It's just uh, – it, it, Kelly I don't oops. know. I, are, I already made my decision. I, I still think it's Jokic, but there's definitely a conversation to be had. We just had it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I go for Jokic. Who was the fake sponsor for that? Oh, that fake, fake sponsor is brought to you by Sharpie. Use it on your friends when they fall asleep. Don't do, don't do that. It's hard to get off. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll Sounds do like, you, like from gonna, experience, huh? We're good. I so in college, I like my first two years of college. I thought it was like cool to like mark the number of drinks that you had mm. through the night, so you could brag about how much you drank the next day. Or and then keep track, so that you don't black out. So I would mind. get a sharpie and I would write it on my arm. Like right, <laughs> like right here. I just I do do tallies, mm-hmm. and the next day I'd be like, check out how much I drink. I'm a fucking. You guys are lightweights. You guys all greatest. suck. Which is like something you do when you're 19 because you think you're like super cool because you can drink more than other people. It is what it is. Um, and then I realized it, that it's fucking lame as shit and no one gives a damn. Um, so then I stopped doing it. But every time it would be so fucking hard to rub it off. Like I'd have to like scrub so fucking intensely in the shower with a soap bar in order to get it off my It's wrist. also fun to have a Sharpie on you when you're in Vegas because so many people try to hand you stuff and it gets tired to like just people, you know, have to refuse it. So if you have a Sharpie, people try to hand you stuff, just sign it. Oh, here you go, bro. Here's my <laughs> autograph. 
and people will be bewildered. But, you know, it's fun and entertaining for everybody involved. Have you done that before? No, but <laughs> I want to. <laughs> now you have to do it now. You have, I have to. to. Um, all right. So we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll preview the um, – the the four playing games that was unique New York New unique unique New York New York unique New York unique New York red leather yellow leather we should have did that pre pre pod yeah and so we're doing it before the break but it's fine we'll be right back. I guess I had to click it like three times for it to start recording. Bitch. Don't call our audience bitches. Hey. Hey, welcome back from the break, everybody. Uh, that break was sponsored by Lego to build a better way. Is that actually their like um their like logo? I don't think Are they I don't think they have a slogan. slogan? Hmm. It's, uh, I'd be interested but to yeah, find hey, that. Hey, out. hey, hey, if you're if you work for Lego, hit me up. You could use that. Give me, some, give me some money. Build it your way. But a lot of times, it's not just like they give you Legos and you go figure it no, out. No. It's like they give you to, like I a said, design. to build a better way. Lego. Uh, true, true. Look at this. Slogan. All right. I got, I got a Lego set right here. It's Iron Man. Oh, so their slogan is, only the best is good enough. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty on point with their Legos. i never seen a bad Lego. All right. So what were you saying about your Iron Man Lego? I got this uh, Iron Man Lego set. You gonna do it? He's like in a little kit. Oh, uh, he goes inside yeah, the suit and everything. That's badass. He goes inside the suit. It's a pretty badass little kit. Yeah, I fuck with that. Um, it's for ages six and up. It's got 148 pieces. I can't wait to put it together. You gonna put it together tonight? Nah, nah. I should. I've been sitting on it for a minute. You should put it together during this podcast right now. What? <laughs> I don't know if I can focus like that. All right, I ain't get it like that. All right, so we're gonna preview the play in tournament. Mm-hmm. Eastern Conference tomorrow, um, Tuesday, May 18th. Uh, ooh, excuse me. You've been burping all pod. Yeah, I ate some salmon before this, and um, it was good. You like salmon? I love salmon, dude. I fuck sometimes with salmon Sometimes it's so good, hard. but sometimes it's bad. I don't know. You're eating the wrong salmon, dude. Nah, it's you gotta like it's got to be cooked and seasoned a certain way. Otherwise, the kid's kind of like dry. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, you don't want to cook it too long. They say you should cook it about four minutes each side. I guess. I guess I just had bad salmon. You know, I've been. If playing. you ever get fresh salmon, you don't even need to season it. It's just like so. Me and Rathy, we we caught a salmon out yes, of the river true. once, and we just we cooked it that night, and it was the best salmon I've ever had. It was so good. Mm. You, you eat poke bowls where they put a little salmon in? I'm it? I'm not a big poke guy. Uh, oh, yeah. but with salmon though, it's just vegetables and salmon. You can get it with tuna sometimes too, and they put a little sauce. Oof. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just not a big poke guy. I feel you. All right, feel you. my grandparents who are listening, they don't like poke either. I try to, I try to put it on. Hmm. Anyway, um, so the first game of the play-in tournament will be the um, nine ten seeds, Charlotte versus Indy. This is a win or go home game. It's at three p.m. Mm-hmm. on TNT tomorrow. Winner go home game. The only winner go home game of the opening round is the nine ten matchup. Um, Xavier, who do you like? I like Charlotte. Um, I think they're a You're young drinking team. the Charlotte Kool-Aid, huh? I definitely am. I think they're a young team who has an opportunity to uh, shake it up a little bit. 
Um, I don't know necessarily if they're going to make it past this game, but I see them, you know, uh, not necessarily upsetting Indy either. They are the are they the ninth seed or the tenth seed? They're the tenth seed. Indy's the nine. The tenth seed, yeah, because yeah, they dropped down one. Um, yeah, I, I think Indy doesn't have the quite quite have all the pieces. Um, I think they're going to put too much pressure on uh, Sabonis to really have the, uh, the best game of his life to make sure that they can stay alive. Um, but that being said, um, no matter what team makes it out of this game, I don't think they're going to stand a chance against whomever makes it out of the 7 or 8. So Really? Yeah. But my money's on Charlotte for this one. So I like Indy. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Charlotte, but I like Indy because of the experience um, you know, those guys have seen playoff minutes before. Um, I just think there's a little bit more like real, real talent on that team. And there, and there is Charlotte. Um, I don't think they're going to have an ant that they don't, they don't have, they don't have an answer for Sabonis. They don't have a big man who can go, who can play with him. He, they're, he's just going to dominate the paint all fucking day. And he's going to score like 26, 28 points. And it's going to be insane. Whereas Brogdon, who's a great defender can, can guard LaMelo. Uh, mm-hmm. you got, you know, I mean, I think it'd be a different story with TJ McConnell. He's not healthy still, but, but the, just the, the bench that those guys have and can mm-hmm. throw at and like Gordon Hayward is kind of unreliable. He's all over the place. I don't know. I just, I just like the experience more for the Pacers, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I don't know. They're both trending downwards. I think, um, but also yeah, is Boston. Of- so I think, so I like the Washington Boston matchup, the second game of the day, seven, eight matchup. And I think Washington wins that pretty um, convincingly. I could be wrong. It could be close. I I also think so too. They, that's another team that's trending downwards. Boston's sure. trending downwards uh, fast. Really no so so I would be worried and if I, if I were if I were going into that like that second round game if I was Boston. Yeah, and I got a little insider knowledge that the locker room in Boston ain't doing so hot. Hmm. Insider information. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need to know who, what, or where, but that's what's happening. Mm. Um. So yeah, I think that's a cleanup, but. Boston, who does have the experience, they do have Jason Tatum. Uh, they do have some big men. I think that they're going to be a problem at the very least for either Charlotte or Indy. Um, and I think they'll still might sneak in at the eight. Tatum's really got to take Washington. over that game, though, because like without Jalen really and you know Kemba is so hit or miss. He's all over the fucking place. I just But it is just one game. If it's a series, I think that's a different conversation. But a one game, a lot of different things can happen. Um, You're saying against Washington or against uh, the second game? I I really think Washington's uh, yeah. got got. I think that. Washington's gonna definitely be Boston. Yeah. I think it's uh, just Russ is red hot right now. Bradley Beal is couldn't be more consistent. You know, although he does have that hamstring injury, um, he came back for it. But the last game on Sunday, he kind of was. Uh, yeah. he, he came back out just for a couple minutes. Still put up 25. Um, no, I just don't think uh, Boston really can keep up for them right now. I they're just not. I would love to see Boston versus Charlotte in that like last playing opportunity game. I, 100% I would, would love yes. to see that. Like that would just be such a fun, interesting game to watch. Like Indy would be a little bit more boring, but I, I I'm not confident, man. I think that either of those teams, the ten or nine teams, can can beat Boston. I really do. So I'd be worried. I'd agree. be worried if I was a Celtics fan out there. Just saying. Mm-hmm. But that puts, or say uh, Washington does win and they get the seventh seed, they end up playing um, the Nets. Mm-hmm. And, I uh, love that. I think that's a sweep. Yeah? Yeah, I think mm. during the regular season, they're getting played around with, and like the the Wizards stole a couple games from the Depends Nets. Depends on who's healthy, get, though. 
Exactly. That's a big thing. But I hopefully I would love to see Russ go against his two former teammates, whether it's bad boy. Yeah, but if they got all three together, they got James, they got Kyrie, and they got Durant. Yeah. It's a wrap, bro. It's a little wrap for a lot of teams. So then that would be point. winner and then eighteen eight seed Boston, Charlotte or Indy would play Philly, and I think that's a sweep as well. Yeah. So. I I would guarantee that's a sweep. Guarantee. Guarantee. Um no, I'm maybe not guaranteed. Maybe they can. Maybe Boston can sneak one game. But I yeah, I, remember when Orlando got that one off of Milwaukee? Yeah. That was a great day, bro. That best twenty four hours. That of was my life. uh that was during the that was kidding. the middle of the pandemic like when we didn't have like jobs and we would just watch basketball all day. I was hyped, yeah. bro. I was so hyped. <laughs> um, all right, Western Conference: San Antonio versus Memphis yeah. in so game that's one. That's on. This happening Wednesday. Yeah, four thirty on ESPN. I, I I want to say this is Memphis's game, but like, dude, you can never you can never count out Pop. You just can't. It's very true. I, but I don't know. I just don't like their team. They really don't have like a real superstar anymore. DeRozan is pretty washed. They just have like they just have like two, three young guys that are like above average and just like kind of get the job done. And Derek White. Uh, Javante Murray and, and Lonnie Walker. Like, they're just like, I don't know. It's it's such a weird makeup. I don't understand this team. Um, I, I hear what you're saying. Yaka Poros good, think, too. I think, yeah, with Pop, um, they definitely can seem like they're more experienced. You know, act like they've been there because they'll be more prepared. But at the same time, you can't count out John Morant. That dude's insane. Great player to watch. Love watching him. He could not make a jump shot to save his life yesterday, though. This is true. And you know what? He must have been pulling a page out of Trey Young's book because he's doing a lot of those get past your defender, fake like you're going to pull up, but kind of like step back yeah. and like lean backwards into your defender and get a little shitty foul yeah. and throw one up. Maybe you make it, maybe you don't, but you shoot free throws. I hate mm-hmm. that style of basketball. You know, And his game is just like to dribble James around Harden's. and find the lane and go. Like That's why it, really weird, it was weird that he was abandoning that. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, because he got injured, and you know, don't want to get injured again. Yeah. You know, and you get a little gunshot, and I get that, but that's kind of why people really fell in love with John Morant and became big fans mm-hmm. of him because he he seemed fearless. He was ready to go up and try to dunk on anybody he could. You know, and that's that's what you want to see. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I I'm gonna take uh, Memphis in that matchup. And it's him, nice man. that he has Jaron Jackson back, and he's been looking pretty good. So like that assistance, and Dylan is, Brooks, yeah. man, Dylan Brooks played great. If defense. he can not get into foul trouble though, dude, that guy, oh my god, That's every true. game it feels like he gets fucking he gets thrown out at like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like he always gets into foul mm-hmm. trouble. He's got, you know, he leads the league in, in committed fouls. Dead wow, ass. Really? Yeah, they said that on the broadcast yesterday, wow. and I was like, I'm not surprised by that. Like he, it, it it feels like every game I watch, he fouls out. Like, I, I'm not like he was doing a great job covering Curry. But that's but the he problem. He keeps on putting himself in here. that situation. You can't. You gotta ask for help, and you gotta mm-hmm. call out your switches so you don't like you're not you're not yeah. just like lost you, in the you paint and just taking this. Teams know that he's gonna lock down your shooters. You yeah. Know? So they try to put him in situations where he's gonna commit these fouls. Yeah. You know? And he's constantly <laughs> running into screens or fighting over screens mm-hmm. and. You know, ended up in a bad spot and found somebody because he was a step behind yeah. or something like that. They've been doing that, and, like, it's it's working. Yeah. And uh, maybe Pop knows that, but. So, all right, next game is Golden State versus our Golden State Warriors versus the Ooh. Lakers. <clears throat> I'm going to make my case. LeBron okay. left the game early yesterday from injury. He mm-hmm. says he's fine, but he left the game early. 
Anthony Davis has had maybe two games since he's been back that have been interesting. The us, the others have just kind of like they've really just kind of like, you know, he hasn't he's hobbled his way through. Dennis Schroeder's hurt, playing on in injuries. I mm-hmm. don't really, I I wouldn't say the rest of their roster is reliable. This Warriors team is very hot. They beat back to back. Jazz and Suns, the two best teams in the Western Conference, they beat them in back-to-back nights. They just mm-hmm. beat the Grizzlies pretty convincingly. They're on a nice little run, man. And I like my chances of, you know, Anthony, Andrew Wiggins is probably the most underrated defender in the NBA this season. And I like the idea of him guarding LeBron, a hurt, injured LeBron in this game. LeBron James, you're not going to stop him, but you could slow him down. And if you can slow mm-hmm. him down... I trust that he can get the job done. I trust that Draymond can do his thing against Anthony Davis enough to where Steph can Steph can make his magic on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think before we even get to that, um, I I want to say who do you think the Lakers want to see? Do they want to see the Suns or do they want to see Utah? I think they would match up and have a better series against Utah. Actually, so you think that they're not going to come out with as much drive to this game so they can try and get that eight seed. That's a risky game. Dangerous risky game. game. Dangerous game. Because Xavier. because then you end up having to play Memphis. Well, then you end up having San to play Antonio. a loser-go-home game, which I don't think anyone wants to play a loser-go-home game. Nobody wants that. But at the same time, you know, if you know, if I tooth and nail against the Warriors and then go and play the Suns in, in, in a series, that don't seem like fun. Let at me all. ask you this: If you're the Warriors, who would you rather play? Would you rather see the Suns in round one, or would you rather see the Jazz? I, I think they're both tough matchups for the Sun uh, for the Warriors. Warriors have proven that they could do it on a, you know on any given night, but consistently in the series, it's tough. Personally, though, I say Utah. I think the Warriors would do better than Utah because I think the Suns have had a historic rise. Uh, almost getting the one number one seed in the West uh, after not making the playoffs last year. Close, but didn't quite make it. Um, I think they're a bad team right now, and I don't think anybody wants to see the Suns. But how much fun would it, it be to watch Chris Paul versus Steph in that first round? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Matchup. But how much better would it be to send Rudy Gobert home? <laughs> all day, baby, all right? I want to see Rudy Gobert cry while Steph He's shoots still a three not over, over this, dude. I, I mean, good God. I'll never be over it. I'll never so be over I it. So I believe Mitchell is back, right? Oh, really? I thought he was going to miss, like, a couple games. Let me find out. Let me let me see. Um... Uh, Bogdanovich oh, is playing oh, wait, some the, the best basketball he's played all season. Um, same same with Ingles. Um, that team has been pretty fucking good. Um, I I think they play really good two way basketball, which worries mm-hmm. me a little bit. But um, and they shoot a lot of open threes. I agree. I would rather play Utah, but mm-hmm. I would rather, as a basketball fan, watch Steph Curry versus Chris Paul. Fucking yeah, Andrew Wiggins of, covering Devin Booker, a, uh, like all he's active. Yeah, he's playing. He's he's gonna. Yeah, I'm thinking of it as a Warriors fan because I'm biased and I want to see them go as far as possible. Um, but you're right. Yeah, that would be a fantastic series. I think the Golden State versus oh, wait, the Lakers game is gonna be a he, fantastic. Maybe game. he might not be playing. He well, he'll we'll be ready. At, no guarantee he'll be ready for game one, but they could he, for round one. But we'll see. 
Um, yeah, no, the the Laker Warrior game is going to be like the game of the season on Wednesday. Like everybody's going to tune into that just because it's sure. LeBron versus Steph, one of the best robberies of our generation of basketball, for sure, of sports. And honestly, that that could go either way. You know, I think it's gonna the pace is going to be determined in the first five minutes. Yeah, one thousand percent. You know? And if the Lakers pull away quick, you know, and then hold on to it, that's going to be their but game. But they're not a team that's known to pull like away that. quick, though. We are. No, they're if not. If we pull that's away quick, be- it's that's interesting. How you, but That's how you beat the Warriors. you got to pull away from them and hopefully, you know, hope their bench can't fill that gap when they rest step. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be able to see. But we're overlooking the fact what if Golden State loses and how they would do if they played either Memphis or San Antonio. I'm pretty confident in that matchup. I am confident yeah. also, but – uh, Memphis is a solid team. They could they could do something crazy and upset the Warriors and knock them out, but I hope not. I don't really see it probability wise. I think it's lower. Mm. Go Warriors, baby. Go Warriors. Yeah. All right, so we are gonna end the podcast. Xavier, con artist, bullshitter, uh, mayor of bullshit town is gonna take over and do a segment where he bullshits and talks about. WNBA. So hold on to your seats for this one, folks, because um, <clears throat> you're probably not going to learn anything, but he's going to convince you that you have. So take it right. away. So if you're like me and you're saying, hmm, I love basketball, how can I get more basketball? <laughs> well, there's this great league called the WNBA where there's tons of fantastic female basketball players who are just started their season and, you know, are having tons of exciting games. For the record, I'm not so, anti-WNBA. I just don't watch it, and I know that Xavier doesn't watch it, and he's going to try and... Okay, all right. I have been watching it. There's only been, like, four games played yet, so... Chill. You didn't know who Diana Taurasi <laughs> was yesterday. I had to tell you who she was. I knew who she was. I just forgot what her name was, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I bet you're wondering, dang, what's a good team to follow? There are no Bay Area WNBA teams. There's only 12 teams. So I don't have – there's only 12 teams, so, you know, I'm looking for another one. So what I've done is compiled uh, some information on each of the 12 teams, listing the superstars, probability of a championship, and some notes on them overall, and we're running down so that both myself and Chris – can pick our new favorite WNBA team. I've actually already picked mine, but I'm not going to tell you just yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the number one team on the docket is the reigning champions from the bubble, the Seattle Storm. Sue Bird. Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, who's, I just found out her MVP. name is Stewie. Oh, really? She did not win the MVP this last year. I thought she did. Nah, she, she's won it. Twice, Brianna but Stewart? not last year. She, yeah, she did not win. Yeah, I'm low-key a, a WNBA expert right now. All right? <laughs> oh I know more than God. average, man. <laughs> Brianna Stewart is 25 years old. She averages 19 points a game, which in the WNBA, because it's kind of low-slowing, is like 30 points a game, you know? Okay. Uh, eight rebounds. And uh, they got Sue Bird, who's 39 years old, 39 years young, I would say. Because she's still playing Married at Married to level. Megan Rapino. Yeah, is it Rapino or Rapino? It's Rapino. Damn, I've been saying it wrong. Do you like not watch like sports like ESPN? I thought I heard somebody say Rapino. She's like on like commercials now and shit too. She's, hey, I'm Megan Rapino. I, I saw that. Like she Damn, like, all right, my bad. 
Hey, Meg, if you're listening, <laughs> sorry, my bad. Fucking dick. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're the reigning, the reigning champs. Um, they swept Las Vegas Aces in the finals last year, but they gave up a lot of their defensive players and um, are somewhat of a shell of the team they were last year, and I don't think many people have them repeating. But um, Brianna Stewart is looking like a uh, another MVP contender again this year. Okay. Next team. The Las Vegas Aces. Owned by owned by, by uh, Mark Davis. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. He just bought the team. Mm, good for you, Mark. Get a new haircut. <laughs> um, they were the runner-ups in the 2020 uh, WNBA Finals, and they were led by the reigning MVP, Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson. That's a fun name. 24 years old, averages 20 and a half points per game. Uh, I knew you're gonna ask that, and you know what? I'm I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna go there, you know, because I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for like caliber I'm gonna ask talent. you about that for like 90 percent of the women that you're about to bring up. Because that is I'm sorry uh, I'm gonna be honest with you that is gonna she's she's all right um that is gonna weigh into my decision. I don't, I, think I wanna we judge them on the caliber of their talent. I mean yeah I, the I, I that's cool I care I care about caliber of their talent too but if they're hot on top of that like I'm it's gonna be more interesting for me to watch. Yes, I think Asia is beautiful, but not as beautiful as her uh, teammate and center, Liz Cambage, who opted out, actually, of the bubble last year. But I think she's very beautiful. Um, uh, but they are really good. They're still mm. the same team as they were last year. And, you know, the only team that stopped them was Seattle because they were the num- uh, Las Vegas was the number one team last year. It's from Australia. Um, but Seattle isn't as good um, this year. So I think... Uh, Las Vegas is uh, the favorite this year to win it all. Okay. Damn, she's six uh, eight. <coughs> she's fucking big. Oh no, she's from London. Whoops. Anyway, keep going. She might have played in Australia because they got an Australian women's yeah. basketball league. Uh, next team, the Washington Mystics, mm. led by forward Elena Elena Deladon. Elena Deladon. I love me some Elena Deladon. She yeah, is hot, favorite. but she's she a lesbian favorite, yeah. and she uh, she's awesome a person. But yeah, she, former MVP, she doesn't swing my way, so it doesn't matter. And uh, former NBA WNBA yep. champion. She also opted Badass. out. She's from uh, Delaware. She, she went had, to University of Delaware. Go Hens. Yeah, she uh, opted out last year. She had some back problems and just used COVID as like a cover, uh, you know a good excuse, which I don't blame. A lot of people opted out, and that's their own prerogative, and I can't judge them yeah. on that. Um, but she's coming back bigger, stronger, badder than ever, ready to lead the Washingtons to another the Washingtons? championship. The Washington Mystics. I'm sorry, Washington. Did I say that? You did say that. That's fine. Um, you know, and uh, another star, Tina Charles. She's uh, been in the league for a while. Uh, you know, the Mystics are a solid little team. Mm-hmm. I think they're one to watch. Um, fourth team I bring it up, which I think might be my team. The Chicago Sky. I think I'm kind of leaning towards the Chicago Sky, too. But anyway, keep going. They got they my girl, Candace Parker, bro. Candace Parker. After 13 seasons. Love me some Candace Parker. LA Sparks. She said, I'm going to my hometown, Chicago, where she's born and raised. And she's going to go try to bring a chip from them. And they're not bad. They uh, they got a long, young talent. Um, There's this one forward, Azura Stevens. And she's kind of like uh, the protege to... Candace Parker, and I think they're gonna be a solid one two. They punch. got Allie Quigley too, who's really good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Chicago, uh, you know, they were kind of a mid in team, so they they really made a big move to sign this big free agent in Candace Parker. She's the twenty twenty. She was the t- defensive player of the year last year, and two time MVP. 
Chicago Sky. I liked them a lot. Liked them a lot. Uh, next team, the Minnesota Lynx. There's a team in Minnesota, but not in the Bay Area. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I never thought of like, it like that. Minnesota, it's fucking cold. It's fucking snowing six months out of the year. People don't fucking play basketball. They play hockey. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hear what you say. <laughs> uh, led by forward Nafisa Collier, um, who was in talks to be rookie of the year um, last year, but not anymore because she's not a rookie, I guess. <laughs> Uh, they lost in the semis last year, but they did win a championship in 2017. So they are in the caliber, and they have still some of the supporting characters around Collier. Um, uh, they have two rookies of the years. Uh, in 2019, they had Crystal Dangerfield hmm. and Sylvia Fowles. Um, solid team, Minnesota. They, uh, you know, had a good playoff run, um, but you know they didn't do it all. But let's see if they could do it this year. I don't think so. <laughs> Next. The big, the bad Phoenix Mercury. Uh, excellent franchise. They've been winning a lot. You know, if you're from Phoenix, you probably like them more than the Suns lately. <laughs> well, not lately, but before this year. Have, do they have any championships? Um, they do, actually. Yeah. Two of them. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, your girl, Diana Taurasi, who's 39 years old. She's got two chips, one MVP. She's the greatest women's basketball player of all MVP. time. Yes. Oh, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also, you know, supported by the one and only Brittany Griner, who's just a monster. Yeah. Remember when she said she could beat DeMarcus Cousins? I don't know that she she couldn't. I mean, she, she, she told DeMarcus Cousins no, she could beat There's no way one. she could. But but there was, like, talk of her, like, even trying to play in the NBA, and, I, and people were, like, for it. And I was like, damn, that's what's up. All right, cool. Yeah, she's, like, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, Diana she, Taurasi, she, she so this is kind of cool. So she's been with the Mercury since the beginning of her career. She's been there since 2004, since she was drafted. Mm-hmm. She grew up. Oh, never mind. Glendale, California. Whoops. She's from L.A. But you know what? Close enough. <laughs> Different Glendale. <laughs> Different Glendale. Uh, yeah. Uh, so last year they had a good run, but Brittany Griner opted out after like nine games in the bubble. Yeah. And it was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But then went on to go play the EuroLeague. And she's on the same team as Brianna Stewart, and they ended up winning the chip in the year. Damn. Um, and then they got, they got the beautiful Skylar Diggins. Skylar she's Diggins. Fantastic. Oh, that is one she, gorgeous woman. Fantastic. Great shooter. And actually, Skylar Diggins Diana, Smith now, by the way. This is true. This is true. Uh, she's a great shooter. Same with Diana. Um, Phoenix has a lot of good outside shooters, which helps Brittany Griner because she loves to clean up the boards and can attack you inside tough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very good defensive team. I think now at full force, they're going to make a solid run at the chip. Um, yeah. And, you know, they got a, they, they made a good trade with New York because New York had like a really good pick because they didn't do that well last year. And they got Kia Nurse, and she's a solid addition to their team, and they're going to blow up. Look out for the Phoenix Mercury. Next, we got the LA Sparks. Uh, the, uh, um, and, uh, they're a shell of what they once were after they lost Candace Parker. And the Abunake sisters players. are on there. Sinead Abunake. The Abunake sisters, yeah. Uh, are I know more about the fucking team, league than you do. You didn't even give me a chance <laughs> to tell you about the sisters. I wrote it down right here. <laughs> All right? You know what? Next team. <laughs> what? Kidding. No, you can't just skip over no, the no. Sparks like that. No, no. Uh, no, they're kind of not um, 
they kind of lost their edge. They got rid of like three out of their four other leading scorers from last year. But they signed Shanae. Uh, Shanae didn't play for them before. Uh, Shanae did not say. So now you have the sisters together. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, there's always chemistry when you got two siblings on the same team. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing for sure, I believe. Um, but they are a very fast team. They got a lot of young players. Um, I can see them making a ruck. You know, a ruckus and get into the playoffs, but I don't think they're gonna go that deep. The yeah, the WNBA playoffs are kind of wild. First and the second round are one game elimination games. That's damn. That's intense, bro. Yeah, yeah. and if you're the one and two seed, you automatically go to the semis. Hmm. And then it's a five game series. I mean, semis, how do you do that with then, six six teams in each conference? So I, I I I I dig that. That makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. You gotta make it yeah, interesting. Eight teams go to the playoffs, but yeah, it's 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 wild. Oh, interesting. Okay, next team, the Connecticut Sun, which I think is a terrible team name. Why the Connecticut Sun? They're I feel like the you can't even pluralize it. Yeah, that's really weird. I I feel like the the WNBA is really missing out on some great like markets around the, the country. Mm-hmm. Like they're putting one in Connecticut. Like what the fuck? Yeah, Connecticut. Um, they 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 were the seventh seed. They made a good run last year to get to the semis. Uh, they unfortunately lost to Seattle. I want to say. No, no, they lost to Vegas. Um, but they, they're led by Junquel Jones, who opted out last season. They probably could have used their help. But they are a big, long, tall team. You know, they got a lot of big girls on their team, you know, who could clog the lanes. And they play really good defense. They just kind of lack the offense a little bit. So, so if you like that, if you like good defensive teams, if you like, if you like big centers, that might be your team. Mm, interesting. All I'll right. keep note of Next it. Next is kind of the uh, bottom of the barrel, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, we have the Dallas Wings. They uh, missed the playoffs last year, um, but they had both the one and two picks in this year's draft, and they got this girl Charlie Collier, Col- Collier, Collier. I want to say Collier. Were they the number one? You said the number one pick. They had the one and two pick. They had both of them because they traded uh, to get another pick. Um, and a lot of people are saying that she might be the rookie of the year this year. She's she looked really good in the preseason. And they also have Erica uh, Agumbawale. I might have said that wrong. But she was uh, the scoring leader of the WNBA last year. And they also drafted my girl, Dana Evans, from Louisville. Dana Evans. I was watching her in the the NCAA tournament this year. Dana Dana Evans, yeah. She's the real deal. She could score from almost anywhere on the court. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was doing work. Yeah, yeah. So they got kind of a, a young team, but there's some talent mm-hmm. there. Um, I don't expect them to miss the playoffs again this year. I think they um, they could they could really uh, propel themselves up. And uh, with the Commissioner's Cup, which I'll go in a little bit, I think that's gonna like uh, jumpstart a lot of these younger. When teams. When does that start? Really, like, the Commissioner's Cup. I'll tell you as soon as I let me let me tell you about these other couple okay, teams, right, and I'll right, talk right, about right, Commissioner's right, Cup. Right. <clears throat> uh, next is the Atlanta Dream. Which um, I'm not sure if I hate that name or not. It's so right. the Atlanta Dream used to be owned by the f- Kelly Luffler. Yeah, the the shitty ass piece of shit, go fuck to hell senator from <laughs> from Georgia who got beat in the yeah. fucking primary. So or in the election. Insider so trading. Um, yeah, she was just like a total shit owner apparently. Mm-hmm. They are led by guard uh, Kennedy Carter. Uh, she was a rookie last year, averaged 17 points per game. Uh, she looked like she was the real deal, and you know, even though she was a rookie, she was leading that team. And I think they're, you know, they got a lot of upside here. Uh, they just drafted uh, Ari McDonald, 
uh, out of Arizona, and she had a, she had a pretty good tournament uh, this year. Um, so I think you know, uh, I got there's a lot of a lot of upside to Atlanta. I think they uh, could really you know also come up. Okay. I don't see them. They they they're about the, end, the bottom. I think of their conference last year, it wasn't great. And then you got your girl, Sabrina Ionescu. It's actually pronounced Ionescu, uh, but yeah, Ionescu uh, from the New York Liberty. Big fan of Sabrina uh, Ionescu. Technically, this isn't her rookie season. She played. She got hurt in the first game year, in the bubble last year. Yeah, she played three games actually. Oh, I thought it was her first. Uh, so game. technically, mm-hmm. she can't. She, yeah, technically, she can't be a rookie again. Yeah. Um, but uh. No, she's solid, and because they did so bad, they had some early picks, um, and there was a, they had a lot of rookies on the team, but they made a lot of good trades, and they got Natasha Howard, three-time champ from Seattle, who also won a champ, uh, who also won a championship in Minnesota uh, in 2017. Uh, so I think they're gonna try to put together a solid little squad. You know, I, I even though they were dead last last mm-hmm. year. I think they're gonna they're gonna be a force to reckon with because they got some real good talent, some real good shooters. <clears throat> um, they made a, they had made actually a lot of big moves. They made a couple of trades with Phoenix um, to really put together another good squad and get some good picks mm. out there. So to me, the yeah, biggest so what out. if sports wise of the 2020 pandemic is not knowing what Oregon could have done on both sides of basketball, women's and men's, because. <clears throat> We they had the best basketball player in the country on the women's side and Sabrina Ionescu and a lot mm-hmm. of people thought that Oregon was the favorite to win the championship that year, but they had, in my opinion, and it's probably arguable, arguable, um, eh, maybe not the best player because I think um, actually what's his face Obi Toppin was probably the best player of the year last year, um, but a very close second and one of the top five best players in the le- in the college basketball in Peyton Pritchard on the men's side. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were very like, you know, excited to see what uh, Sabrina and what Peyton Pritchard could do to lead their teams, how far they get to the, to the title. And if they could have done double titles in the year. So that's the biggest, what if, and something that I, we definitely missed out on last year with not having a, a basketball tournament. So just want to throw that out there. Can't have it all Oregon. Sorry. Suck it. Whoa. All right. Keep going. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> And then the last team is the Indiana Fever. Who, oh, Indiana has uh, a team. I didn't even know that. It's news. news kind of a miserable team. You know, I've been trying to look for superstars on every team, and Indiana just kind of doesn't have <laughs> one. They're kind of a mess. They uh, change coaches, change ownership. It's just uh, a lot going on over there, and um, I don't think there's any good direction for them. They really don't have an identity. Uh, they did draft a lot of good defensive players, and they picked up a couple good defensive players. Yeah. So maybe that might be their identity. They're a good defensive team, but um, the Fever, well, they're just not doing so hot. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know that's all twelve teams. All right. So let's get into this Commissioner's Cup. So, Commissioner, I forget her name. She started a new. Keep going. Champion, uh, new uh, tournament to kind of one bring more viewership up, but also um, get more incentive in the earlier parts of the season because some teams like to start slower and then pick it up. There's only about 20-something games. Mm, I want to say maybe 30 games this, uh, for each team. Uh, so the Commissioner's Cup is like an in-season tournament. It's going to be about... Kind of uh, like the, the FA Cup the or cup, something like that, right? 
Yeah, the cup the the champion the cup is in the middle of the season. But yeah, how it's it has nothing to do is, with the playoffs. It's like it's like just it's like soccer, like European soccer. It's like a random it's like a, tournament yeah, in the like middle, which is like a tournament. secondary thing for like maybe teams who aren't playing so well and shit. So the the number one seed from both conferences will play each other in a one game ter- uh, one game playoff. Mm-hmm. Winner you know winner take home, winner oh. takes all, but it's determined by. Um, uh, one team has to play the other five teams in their conference, um, and it's the rec- the aggregate record of the first time they play them at home and the first time they play them away mm. for all five teams. So ten games per conference uh, against your conference, and then whoever has the best winning percentage after all those ten games will go to the Commissioner's Cup. Like the final, the Commissioner's uh, Cup final? Yeah, and it's it. just one game. Yeah, you know, um, the winner of the tournament, the the cup, wins half a million dollars to the team, mm. which broken up between everybody is like thirty thousand dollars, which isn't a Still lot. Still, it's nice guess. little bonus though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more incentive for the WNBA who are, uh, players who don't necessarily get paid a ton. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why a lot of them play in the Euro League or in the Russian yeah. League or Australian League. Just to supplement their income, uh, and the MVP gets five thousand dollars. The MVP of the cup, so it's a fun little thing. It, it uh, I think it makes the beginning of the season more exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for some teams that are you know more dominant or like already the beginning of the playoffs, I don't know if it was to be necessarily like a blip on the radar or not. You know, it might be cool for bragging rights, this and that. You know, but I think for some of the younger teams. It's definitely, you know, or lower tier teams, it's definitely something to really shoot for. Yeah. You know, one to get some more money, but also for bragging rights, for pride. You know, you don't want to get whooped twice in one season. You don't want to lose the cup and also lose the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, definitely a good idea. I don't know if it's something that could be adopted in the NBA itself, but it's definitely a way that they're going to try to draw in more viewers to the WNBA. And I'm going to say they got me. I think it's going to be super exciting. Can't wait to watch the commissioners go. I I, I mean I, I watch like on Saturday I was hanging out at my house and you know not a lot of sports are on early in the morning on Saturdays um, when mm-hmm. basketball or college basketball and college football aren't going on and they had games they had they had a game on 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 ABC and I watched it it was it was fun I, I enjoyed it it was Candace Parker was playing in Chicago Sky and I enjoyed enjoyed the uh, level of play so maybe I'll tune in every once in a while but just never big been, been a big WNBA fan so. Do you want me to pick my team now? Yes. To 25 seasons, you've had more than enough time to pick a team. Well, you could argue that I – so could – okay, you could have as well. You're over here talking about I think Chicago <laughs> Sky is going to be my team now. You could argue that we were – maybe maybe the audience is not but maybe we were Sacramento Monarchs fans, and when they left – I, w- I wasn't, though. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. I was not a Monarchs fan. So I'm torn between. Wait, 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 wait. Did the Monarchs like? Did they just eliminate that franchise? Or did they become a franchise I have somewhere else? N- absolutely no clue. Damn, I'm supposed to know everything. I about know, the WNBA. and you're fucking slacking. Um, did you know no one has ever won back-to-back MVPs in the WNBA except for the inaugural season and the second season after that uh, by Lisa the Leslie Washington Comets, and it wasn't Lisa Leslie. It was this. <laughs> This other lady's name, and I forgot it to write it down. <laughs> but Asia Wilson, 
who won it last year is now on the best team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the team who is predicted to win it all. Again, the Las Vegas Aces. So she very could be a back-to-back MVP, which, you know, hasn't happened a lot. But it could also easily go to Brianna Stewart. She's probably one of the best female basketball players in the world. So it's a toss-up, in my opinion. So I am torn between two, three teams. Um, okay. The L.A. Sparks, because I live in L.A., and I love Sinead Abunike. I listen to her radio show every day. Um, she's kind of nerdy, but she's fun. Um... Uh, the Las Vegas Aces because the owner of my favorite football team also owns that team and Vegas uh-huh. is pretty close and it sounds like they're good and the Phoenix Mercury because Phoenix Mercury just kind of have like two of my favorite players so I think I'm going to go with Diana Taurasi greatest women's basketball player of all time uh, and the beautiful Skylar Diggins um, mm. I think I'm gonna go with the Phoenix Solid Mercury. Thing. I think I'm gonna go with the Phoenix Mercury because I, I would enjoy watching those those two and Brittany Griner play together. Solid pick, but way to pick the team that's the most stacked. Well, you could aren't, but isn't aren't the Vegas Aces that. supposed to be the most stacked or or they the are. Seattle Storm? I'd say I'd say the top four teams: the Seattle, Vegas, Phoenix, and Washington. You don't think Chicago Sky anymore? Uh, Chicago Sky. Because weren't they already I a pretty good the team, cusp- and then they got Candace, and they're there. even better now. You could, you can, yeah, you could probably swap out the four with Chicago mm-hmm. or Minnes- or, or Washington. So because Della Della Don, she's she's so good. She's that's a so. Who are you picking yeah. then? Are you picking Chicago? I think I'm gonna go Chicago. I think they got a lot to prove. I think Candace Parker really wants to make a big splash, mm-hmm. uh, and they got a solid squad. And I just want I want to pick. Uh, Somewhat of an underdog, you yeah. know. See if they can unseat Seattle or Las Vegas. That being said, though, there's not there's not a lot of um, upset in the WNBA. You know, mm-hmm. usually the number one team stays the number one team, and they do something like that. You know, it's like the, the top two really kind of yeah. run the show. You know, and you kind of see it out. Yeah. That being said, though, um, I think Chicago could definitely you know make. They could do that. They could rise up and take down Las Vegas or Seattle. All right. Well, that's going to do it for WNBA talk. Yeah. You're going to watch the Phoenix games? When do they play national TV next? Um, Tomorrow. Tuesday. Tuesday the 18th. Well, no, because I'll be watching the NBA playoffs. So... Also, if you have Amazon Prime, they have a deal with the WNBA, so and they are broadcasting uh, a lot of the games. So if you have if Amazon it's like Prime, a Saturday a morning, I'm hanging out, and drinking my coffee, and there's nothing else on TV. Sure, I'll put it on. I'm I'm, I'm sure you're right gonna now, text I'm me about it all the time. Be like, dude, you I'm watching this Phoenix game hard. right now? I'm gonna be a diehard Chicago. Sue Storm's fan, putting right? up 15 points in the first half. Damn, you know, I didn't even look at the jerseys. Cause what if I wanted to get a jersey? Damn, I could have decided that. I, you know, I definitely wouldn't be a Seattle fan because their jerseys. Well, if you're great. a that Chicago line, Sky fan, then you got to get fucking a Candace Parker jersey. For sure, for sure. But, like, what do they look like? Are they cool? I don't really know. I know Phoenix has some cool-looking jerseys. Like aren't the they? Aren't they a purple. lot like NASCAR? Don't they have, like, don't they have like sponsorships all over the, them? Because they, they have logos to, right? All because over they, them. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
all over them. That's going to do it for NBA breakfast. Um, go Warriors. I think we got this. Go Chicago Sky. Go Chicago Sky. Um, is there anything else you'd like to uh, comment, concern, or ask? I don't know. Hey, if you're listening and I made you a fan of the WNBA, uh, WNBA uh, hit me on Instagram or Twitter at GoMesica. What's happening? And tell me who you th- who's going to be your next favorite team. Are you riding with the Chicago Sky? Or are you going to go with Phoenix? Or maybe it's another team. If I, I, if I like, check in with you like in a month and you haven't watched any games, I'm going to be genuinely upset because this was like a whole thing for two days that you wanted to do this. Chris, I, I was actually pretty – I'm, uh, I'm a little surprised on how much research you actually did and how much information you gave me. Because well I'm done. passionate. It's my two favorite things in one, all right? Basketball and women, <laughs> all right? Like, you put it together, I'm having a great time, my friend. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll talk after the playing game and break down the first-round matchups. Bye, everybody. Later. Live life, love. NBA Breakfast is an independently produced podcast as a member of the Bandwagon Fan Podcast Network. It is hosted by Xavier Gomez and myself, Chris Madrigal, as well as produced by us. It is executive produced and managed by me, Chris Madrigal. And additional thanks and producer credit to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for helping us create the idea of the podcast and designing our logo and graphic. It is sound mixed and edited by me. And one final big shout out to our boy Mitch Mains, who provided music for our theme song. He has some great music. Go check out his music on SoundCloud, Mitch Mains, M A Y N E S. Thanks again for listening. And please subscribe to our channel. We have new episodes coming every single week during the NBA season. Don't forget to tune in next week and peace.